everybody hello and welcome to popcorn culture my name is ben carlin and i am your host here with me today is my brother jay who will be in every episode that is me high fashion expert other host of popcorn culture i'm gonna i'm gonna gleam past everything you just said because what you are wearing right Mm -hmm. now is a Mm -hmm. fit it is a fit it it is as the kids say it drips it (laughs) do the kids say it drips i believe like (laughs) drip sounds like a negative thing no i think it's a positive that drips like that leaky that's a that's a leaky faucet it's dripping it's a problem (laughs) (laughs) that that, that outfit is kin to a to a a leaky faucet well then that it drips let me let me tell the folks at home okay what i'm seeing yeah for people who aren't watching because what you are wearing right now could Mm -hmm. be classified as uh aggressive pajamas well, going, going out pajamas. I will say the, the the face on the pajamas, which is of Mickey Mouse, is of a more aggressive Mickey Mouse. As oh, I were. see. Okay, yeah. okay, that's yeah, true. So let, let me let me give people um like a like some some words to help describe. Okay, the multicolored Mickey Mouse themed camo hoodie and pant set that you are currently wearing. That's what I'm wearing. That's what you're wearing. So, yeah. what I'm what I'm seeing and hearing with your visual display of aggressive pudges is that despite my best efforts to take over as as the fashion icon of the pop, mm. you are you are like making a real stab at my title here. Well, well, here's what happened, Ben. You you've been talking big talk, big talk, big about talk about your your uh, desire to stretch your old fashioned legs here on the pop, yes. as it were. Yeah, I might even buy a band T-shirt. You might. Wow, look I at know, you. I know that drips. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, but but apparently, what I didn't realize when you said you wanted to like strut your fashion stuff was that apparently what you meant was strutting all of your amazing Mickey Mouse gear out oh, onto yeah, the yes. pop. Yes, indeed, it yeah. does. Yeah. So, because yeah, in consecutive weeks here, you've had. Mickey Mouse themed shoes. Yep. And you had Mickey Mouse themed pants. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, my, my I didn't realize what game we were playing. Jay, I have to tell you about my unlucky Mickey Mouse pants. Oh, okay. All right. Like, because, well, I, w- I wish there was more of a story to it. But the the big thing was, is that I, I bought those because I was getting married at Disney. Brought it up before. Yeah. You know. I bought these while you were getting married at Disney. Hey, nice. Fun Look fact. At that. Look at that. Yeah. Um, so it, this was the, my Mickey Mouse jeans were, it was like this, this article of clothing that like, I was so excited to like, like, I like track down, like yeah. I saw that they existed and right. I had missed the original like release, Ugh. you know, as it were from, I believe Levi's yeah. the, the company. And, um, so I, I like found them on eBay for actually a screaming deal for wow. brand new with tags, a screaming deal, a screaming deal. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. I was like, wowzers cannot believe these are like my size and they're like less than like list price and they're collectibles i was like this is amazing to find to find that's the thing about collectible jeans which i guess exists i guess exists Uh, i have their collectible everything if you want there to be yeah but uh it's interesting yeah that's crazy because you not only need to find it but in your size yeah so that is the really hard part that is the really hard part that is yeah extremely hard so anyway i i was so excited because i was going down and at my at my wedding i was also trying to like you know strut strut my fashion muscles a little bit because i was like oh this is the opportunity to do so so i pulled out some some crazy stops like a polka dot jacket for my for my uh rehearsal dinner and white white pants as well yeah so you know it was it was like i was you know i was going for it 
But the day after my wedding, I was like, I'm going to wear my Mickey Mouse pants. And these are so cool. And I'm so excited to wear them. And this was like, we were at Disney sort of like the, the, it was in January of 2020. So yeah. like the pandemic had not started yet. That we're aware of. That we're aware of. <laughs> if we're not but, sure we didn't all catch it at Disney World. At Disney. It's, I mean, it's like, this is like such a trope about it is that like, I've already had it. And it's like, the, I, I mean, I have no idea. It's very possible I didn't, but I got very, very sick. Like the day after my wedding. As did I was horribly sick for like three days and had to miss three days of park fun. Yep, you sure did. Yeah, you sure did. I, the saddest part was that you were, I actually think you were wearing your exact outfit right now and you were flying home and like, because you were so sick, it was like you were, uh, you were trying to like stay away from like Luke and everybody. Yes, yes. So like Luke is like, but dad's over there and he doesn't want to hang out with me. Well, we, he did not know I was over there. Oh, I, I see. Think that was I the see. point. Oh, I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. So that was a really yeah whole just sad situation because yeah luke was down there at disney with us but i was so horribly like i mean they we assumed it was the flu at the time sure yeah um and i mean you know we did like a telehealth call with the doctor and he said it was you know he's like yeah that's the that sounds like the flu um but i also went to an urgent care and did a flu test and just came back negative sure so who's to say the you know first documented covid case wasn't until like february or something in the us i think and this was in january but goodness does disney world seem like a huge candidate for a place because it's very international it, that, that's the big thing yeah is that that there would be it does seem like you'd be at like a a potential like specific location that exists in the united states where if it was existing on a world scale like it, it feel it feels like that could be an area where it may, it may have gotten there earlier than detected. Right. Well, because almost certainly the first documented case wasn't actually the first case of it. Of course. Yeah. America. Right. Right. And, yeah. You know, it's it's so contagious. It seems like it very easily could have been in the country long before people realized, especially at Disney World. Who knows? We'll never know at this point. We'll never know. The the yeah. point was is that like I got married. You know, best day of my life. Yeah. Why? Was, what, I, what was unlucky about? So. The sickness was what was unlucky about your pants. Well, so that's the thing about wearing Mickey Mouse jeans yeah. is that like there are select occasions to wear them. Mm -hmm. And it's it's been one of these things where in every single one of those select occasions, it has been the case that something has like happened that I was like, man, I was like wearing such happy jeans today. Yeah. And yet something negative happened to me. Oh, OK. OK. So what are some other situations where you're. Uh, Mickey jeans have brought down misfortune upon your life. Well, I, it, it, you know, it would, fate would have it. This very pop this on very, the pop on the pop. What happened? Like while we were recording the unlisted episode. Oh, 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 you're yeah. right. Because even though last week people saw you wearing the jeans, the, the jeans, I've, you, I have worn them once before that. And I right. was so excited because I was like, okay, the pop, this is going to be where I'm wearing my cool stuff. Right. You know, I'm going to bust out like all the stops, mm -hmm. which, which then made it like, you know, Mickey Mouse pant worthy. It right. was like, you know, okay, now is the day. Today's yeah. the day you're going to wear them. So I did. And we recorded an episode of the pop that will never see the light of day. It is. It's like the, yeah, it's the uh, it's left on the cutting room floor. This is in, this, no good. Th so we were, we, I believe as of today, we we're 66 episodes in and this is, this is the 66 only six episodes. Right? Is that what I said? Well, you said 67. I guess oh. there's episode zero as well. I think I said 66. The tape will tell. The tape will tell. It will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see you think you're right. I know I am. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Ethan, let us know. As of today, we're 66 episodes in. 
everyone will know. Everyone will know. <laughs> Leave it in. Leave it in. This debate. Now we'll know who was correct. Yeah. Anyway, point is, being 66 episodes into the show, there has only been one occasion ever where we recorded the whole thing and it was like, we can't, this is not a good, like, this is not good enough for us to, for us to be able to like put it out there. There was a weird vibe in the room. There was just like, the, it was the pants. There was, it was, maybe it was your pants. Although last week we recorded with the pants and it was fine. It worked out okay that day. Yeah. But I think it's because I built up some immunity to it. I see. And then in such rapid succession, that's how it works. That's how gene immunity works. Yeah. That feels like a, that's G, G, G maybe J, denim is the word you're searching for. Denim, denim, denim. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Actually, that could just be a really great corny joke right off the, right off the cuff. Oh, is, yeah. is what is Mario's overalls made out of? <gasps> denim, denim, denim. Nailed it. There it is. Corny joke for the week. <laughs> anyway. So that being said, first time I'm, I'm like maybe like 63 and I, I stand by that number percent sure that I got COVID wearing the pants and it was the day after my wedding. Yeah. Then the, the next Next time that I'm aware of was recording the unlisted episode of the pop. Wow. That will never see the light of day. Okay. It goes to show how infrequently I wear my collector jeans. The lost episode. The lost episode, as it were. Well, as it were, Ben keeps talking about all of his like need to strut my high fashion stuff here on the pop sitting in the chairs. <laughs> high fashion. Yeah. High. Good point. The Good highest. Point. But apparently what Ben needs by high fashion is his Mickey Mouse collection of clothing yes that's it yeah right, yeah. right. Yep. yeah so i i've been like waiting for you to bust down i was like oh I, but by high fashion ben means his mickey mouse stuff and i didn't know that's the game we were playing so i was like i'm gonna bring it today i'm gonna i'm, gonna I'm going it. full rainbow camo mickey mouse sweatsuit <laughs> You so you brought game it. recognizes game, bro. bro, bro. It feels like that's how you should say it. Like yeah. that's that's the right like, tone of voices, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I absolutely love it, and you look just stellar. There you go. Once it's again, hard not to when you're you know. And this is it's so funny because I think the last time I wore this full outfit was on the day of your wedding. Like it was while we were getting ready. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go full full mouse camo. Right. And uh, I was assumed that once i got home i would wear the combo together all the time right at least around the house even of course you know why not it's what very comfy place? very comfy and i wear the pants a lot and i wear the hoodie a lot but i rarely wear them together oh i see so anyway this was this also seemed like a good occasion to bust them out and maybe it's hard to tell probably from where you're sitting but there are in fact mickey mouse faces all the way down the pants worked into the camouflage <laughs> goodness gracious yeah it just keeps getting better. it just keeps getting better lots of uh apparently mickey mouse fashion happening on the pop uh, uh, it is indeed, indeed. yeah i'm and, curious yeah. to see how have you depleted your uh library of mouseware or does it go deeper? TBH, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, okay. I'm not entirely sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have to keep I have to keep rooting around. But it is it is like uh it's a really funny thing, I think, because having gotten married at Disney uh is like one of these it's such a major life event that despite the fact that I've I've already quite enjoyed Disney properties for most of my life, it is now something that like, especially the decision to do it there, it's like this is now something that is it is and always will be true about me. I got married at Disney World. Right. And now it's like, I'm like, okay. Now it's like, now I can like, it almost gave me um, uh, like a like a resume item as to my fandom that like allowed me to like embrace it to that next level. Because I don't even know that I owned a single piece of Mickey Mouse garb 
prior. This is, I think we've talked about this phenomenon before where you're like, go out of your way to like, like, I really want this, but I need to adjust the circumstances so everyone knows it's okay. It, like, it, it's the most true thing. Yeah. It's like, the most true I thing. I want to own all of, the, I want all of my kitchenware to be Mickey Mouse themed and Disney themed. But people are going to think that's weird. But if we get married at Disney World, then it'll just the- be like, it's, we got married at Disney World. I'm like, oh, that's it's, so romantic. It's I get on it. brand. It's, it's, on it's brand. oh, yeah. I see. As like, if the fact that we already talk about Disney movies for a living is not enough. Isn't enough. Right. Yeah. Not a social qualifier. Right. That's good enough to decorate the office this way. Right. Not good for your home. Right. What? Nonsense. Nonsense indeed. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I do this with a lot of things. And I, it's it's always something where I, I like struggle to find the way. I mean, it was exactly like I wanted two monitors, but that meant like I couldn't I couldn't like tell anybody that I wanted two monitors for my desk. I had to like go out of my way to like, you know, have all of these circumstances fall into place. And I was like, huh, now that my desk is so big because it's a new desk and it's, it, it's right. like, OK, now the circumstances see it would it wouldn't make sense right. to not have before two. it would have been a little indulgent and kind of impractical for men to even suggest having two monitors right but now now look at this look well at this. of course it's just i mean his desk looks empty without them exactly i mean i have the same desk and one monitor but let me okay so i've been wondering about this for a while in regards to mickey the mouse mickey the mouse okay okay this it, mickey is one of the most interesting characters to me for one he's like one of the most one of the two most recognizable characters on the planet. I think Pikachu eclipsed him recently. Wow. I think so. Both mice. But interesting. I what think, is it about mice that's so like I don't know. Pervasive? I don't know. Because if you see a real mouse, you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's delighted. <laughs> nobody's happy to see a real mouse. Pikachu, Mickey, boom. Yeah. Can so I, can, can I have a quick sidebar on that exact point, though? Okay. Because that was that was something when at my first job at Petland, I frequently had to sell mice because uh, people would feed them to their reptiles. Right. And at first, I was like extraordinarily squeamish about it. And people yeah. were like, you know, because they would come in. And they, it's so commonplace. I mean, it like they would be like, yeah, I need like six feet or mice or whatever. And I was like, OK, you know, yeah. I mean, I had to like reach my hand into this giant like pit like, of mice. You want to pick them out yourself? Or? Right, right. <laughs> it's like, do you want to come around back and, you know, we'll put them in the box? Yeah, um, it was. It, yeah, it, it like it, it was very like upsetting. And uh, then as time went on, like people would buy like rats for like similar purposes, which are much, much bigger mice. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar. Again, okay, you sort of like just like you get like a acc- like you know acclimated to it, you get used to it, and it's like okay, like I guess you know like I can I can handle these no problem. Um, but that being said, I am just wildly terrified of actual wild creatures. Yeah, like I- I've handled hundreds of snakes in my day, but if I see a real snake in real life, like I am scared. Like I am like, not touching that. Yes, it is. It is like I am like I would be jolted. I would be nervous. I'd be sweating. Mm-hmm. Like. Fight or flight, it would be flight. Like, yeah. I, I want to get away from this situation. Yeah. So anyway, any, that's that's my take on. Uh, also true for mu- mouse mouses for, for mice mice and mice and yeah uh, yeah it's the obvious plural obvious plural <laughs> of mouses mice and mice and okay continue yeah. though okay so Mickey is this interesting character is like at on like face value my initial thought of Mickey as this like child's character okay like he's like a four kids sort of character sure which i think is mostly true is like the mascot of disney you know whatever he's super super famous but mickey also manages to span like a thousand different moods at the same time okay like you know there's there's like mickey mouse clubhouse mickey which is very exactly what you think like oh let's go learn something kids you know oh, that was good that was no, really good yeah thank you 
Um, but then there's like like the Mickey on my hoodie right now, which is sort of like angry Mickey. Like you would never think of like Mickey for kids as being like having like an attitude, attitude or something. So which is exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, serious dude. Yeah, and then there's like Mickey cartoons where it's like very memeish and kind of got this like gritty quality to it. Yeah, like I the question I guess the question is like is Mickey Mouse is, uh, is Mickey Mouse cool like. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and I think that that's like largely what I've I've felt like I've been able to embrace is that like just just like with anything, I mean, there's there's all sorts of different you know scales and versions of it. Yeah, um, you know, and and certainly I think it's like the type of thing. What, what's so great about it maybe is as a character is that it can span from like right. your son Luke who is three and can like watch all of these stories and everything, but then as an like me as an you know thirty one year old adult. I see a pair of jeans with his face all over it. And it's like, awesome. Gotta have that. Gots to have. Yeah. Like, what is it about Mickey Mouse that allows like such a span of like attitudes and stuff? Because like, I don't like it. I think, you know, if you were just talking, if you were talking to your friend and like, oh, I love Mickey Mouse, like you would clearly not mean the Mickey Mouse clubhouse, you know, like the little little kids Mickey. Sure. You know, like, oh, it'd be like, oh, I like some other version of Mickey or like, I like the idea of Mickey or something. Well, okay. So that's, that's largely what I would say is that like, I think of, of like Mickey more as like an icon, uh, than a character. Right. Like, but the, he, it, this is the thing, but he is a character in many things in many things. Yeah. Right. But it, you know, it's like the, out of all of the wildly famous, you know, Disney movies. I mean, there, there is, uh, Fantasia, there's, I mean, there's plenty of, yeah, like Mickey centric movies, but they're not like ever the ones that are, you know, in theaters or anything. Right. Like when you, when you say Disney movies, it, it seems to be the case you think of like Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Probably in many cases, like the Renaissance type things. Yeah. Which may also just be when we grew up. And it may be the case that now people think of Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Frozen. Right. You know, soon to be Raya. Actually, yeah. as of this episode coming out, completely Raya. Oh, yeah. She's, I mean, she'll have come out last Friday. Yes. As people are watching this episode. Correct. Yeah. And Tomorrow, future. as we sit here right now. Whoa. Yeah. Wild. It's always fun being able to exist in the future, but also in the past at the same time. <sighs> Look at us. I know. I know. It's uh, regular time travelers. Regular time travelers, indeed. Yep. So anyway, I would say that uh, it's it's. One of these things that I've liked my whole life and took me until I was about 30 years old to fully embrace is my love for Mickey. Mickey the Mouse. Fantastic. Yeah. I will say the way in which it has infiltrated. I've, I've also done like a like circumstantial like let me adjust this so it's okay to get all these things is that uh, Mickey has infiltrated first of all lots of my wardrobe but also particularly the mug, the coffee mugs at my home oh interesting like i used to have i mean we have a bunch of coffee mugs but almost every day i can reach for a different mickey mouse themed coffee mug okay that i normally i would normally reach for one of them first and if they're all dirty which is pretty rare then i'll go for something else okay um but like we've made it this weird tradition that every time not not even weird but every time beth and i go to disney world we're like we need to get a new mickey mouse mug okay so i love the idea that eventually all of my other mugs will dissipate and be non-existent and i will only have mickey mouse mugs love it yeah love it i love i like i dream about a future day where like luke's friends talk about his parents 
Mickey Mouse mugs. Whoa. You know, wow. like they've been to the house. They're like, oh, yeah, don't your parents have like all Mickey Mouse mugs? Like, that's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. This that, is, this is what I'm aspiring to. That is exactly what Luke's 12 year old friends will say. No, is, no, we won't even older friends. I mean, this needs to be like, oh, yeah. This is like, I'm thinking like teenager friends. Oh, even. Wow. Wow. That's, not pretty. That's what we're aiming for. Okay. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm co- collecting now to impress unknown teenagers 15 years from now. Love it. I, I have prepared all... to have your minds blown kids I, I... <laughs> <laughs> and then and then show them this episode so that like when they're like you know Mr. and Mrs. Carlin you guys have the coolest mugs over here you'd be like hold on hold on and then you can run to a shelf we can put this episode on VHS and you can give yeah, it to them like, so it feels, this was it. it feels especially old timey <laughs> yeah, like, that would be old even now <laughs> even now but like to them it's like extra extra yeah. old yeah it's like it's like when they put uh photos like into textbooks that are that were taken in color but they put them in black and white so that they seem more historical do they do that that they do do that what would be the point i think to make it feel more historical but it that seems like a forced inaccuracy no i agree completely i yeah. do not think that it's a good decision mm. i just think it happens yes yeah 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 right so anyway then. what's interesting about this though so the commitment to like mickey i think for me is uh it, it, there's been like a roller coaster that i've i've probably been on in my life but I feel like through most of my adult years, I have tried to be the most like almost non-specific person possible. So this has been like it, it, it's not really Could you like be more specific about that. I'll attempt to be. Okay. So this is not this is not like uh maybe something that is like super top of mind where I like diluted it down to like my life's mission statement. Mm-hmm. It just sort of became consistently true across like a lot of like different branches of my personality and sort of like how I showed myself to the world. Right. And it was, it was maybe something that I was like attempting to like very carefully curate, but like, like I said, it was very like instinctually, I guess. Right. Like it, it, it all is true. It wasn't part of like some type of grandmaster plan, but it definitely is consistent. And it's, it's almost like it was this goal to not be an overly specific person. Like I, I really didn't want there to be any aspect of my personality that was like so, uh, extreme or obvious that, that like that, that there would ever be a situation where somebody would be having a conversation about me and they'd be like, yeah, there's this Ben guy who like this, you know, and it would, Hmm. and it would be like some characteristic about me that you could be like oh man yeah like he's he's like really blank you know it was like i was i was constantly you trying like wanted to, to be blank i want i wanted i didn't want there to be an end to that sentence uh because i wanted it to be the case that like that th- that there was that maybe maybe this would be the idea is that like if your personality in in some scenario or most generic state is a circle you know it's like no, like that would be Emmett from the Lego movie you just smooth smoothed off all the edges smoothed off all the edges like there's there's nothing that like juts out into like one direction or another like mm-hmm. I would say most uh most personalities are look more like a drawing of like a like a sun or something where there's like spikes and everything going off in like a hundred different directions I see you know like that's that's how so you want it to be a dead star I want no to be, sun no sun just no a sun. moon I, I want it to be a circle right and that like with that idea being that like all parts are there but there was nothing like I wanted there to be nothing negative that somebody could say about me you wanted to be Aaron Burr is what I'm hearing 
Is that like it? if you stand for nothing, Ben? What will you fall for? Oh wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow! It sounds to me like a form of putting up guards against like judgment. Judgment, like if I am not known, for, like any anything you're interested in is subject to judgment from other people. So if you just remain appear to maintain or have the appearance of someone who cares about nothing it is difficult for you to be judged it's like you're right like a circle like if if there's spikes coming off that circle someone can grab one of those spikes exactly but if it's smooth there's nothing to grab onto yes so it's like protection but um i would say you're sacrificing i don't, um, I don't know like <laughs> enjoying a lot of stuff or like letting yourself yeah i would say that's probably exactly what it sounds like is you're sacrificing like passions or enthusiasm well and and i i think that that's like uh i've touched on this this before and and like sort of like one of my like sort of recent discoveries about myself is is this and we've talked about it but like like a people pleaser yeah is sort of the idea and I, i think that a lot of what happened once my personality became like at least a bit more exposed on the internet in terms of having like and and we're not like you know a big deal or anything like that on the interweb but there is at least a big enough of an audience that there are a lot of different people from a lot of different walks of life that could like look in on your life and have reactions to things right and i remember i mean there's there's like little moments that i think were extraordinarily impactful to me where it's like you're talking about like individual comments uh that like that may have like quite literally like made me start to operate differently yeah where it was like like what just happened was was one of the spikes just got like molded into like a smooth rounded edge because it was like like you you as a young person had a nice fun spike that you were excited about and got you you know excited to do things and someone came on and just like was like that spike right there is the ugliest thing i've ever seen you're stupid for that spike and i don't like you exactly right 100 percent 100%. 100%. And here the interesting thing about it too is that like I I've I've seen people on the internet who are extraordinarily opinionated and I think a lot of what that does is is like you tend to have a lot of people who like mega lock into you because your chances are if people disagree with you they're going to go someplace else. And so if you're mega opinionated then usually all that's left is is like the people that in at least in some manner of speaking mm-hmm. have a similarly shaped spike right. to their personality and it's like they they fit together like it's it's like okay i agree with you on all these things so like our our spikes align okay so to speak but i remember there was one day and like i i mean i've talked about this a lot too like i've always really enjoyed like chopping wood i think that it's like an activity that i just like i i feel like i i i took like wood shop in high school for two years like you know, it was I've I've liked being around like wood. Like, I feel like it's just like something yeah. that like kind of speaks to me in this mm-hmm. like really positive way. Like it, it, I don't know, it makes me happy. I feel calm or at peace. And I think splitting wood itself is like an activity that's very it, it's not very complicated. Right. You know, and it's like replicable and it's it's got like a, that like layer of like physical aspect to it that like I really like. Yeah. Um. But there was there was one day where I had a friend who was living out on like 100 acres of land and he heated his home with a wood stove. And so he was like, hey, like I need to like get some firewood. Like you want to like bring your truck up here and like we can go out like we can like, you know, uh, find like a fallen tree or a dead tree 
and we'll cut it up and we'll be able to chop the wood. And so I remember like posting a video to my Instagram, basically like using my chainsaw to like cut up a tree. Right. Sure. So that we could like split it for firewood. Yeah. And I rem- this was like one of those like rare moments where it was like I had done something that that like apparently many people had like an inverse spike to mine. So all of a sudden it was like this like rubbed people like mega the wrong way. Chopping wood? Chop well, it was like the the process of like using a chainsaw to like cut up a tree. Okay. And uh I, I think that it was like sort of this idea of that I think I think the angle that people were coming from was like environmentalism or something. Okay. Uh in like the idea that like I was like chopping in a forest, which was let me let me assure you, I am incapable of. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the fact of the matter was, it was like something that like I was like really excited to like share this because I was like, you know, I went out and bought like a chainsaw and I bought like I bought like a nice one, you know, like yeah. it was um, far and away way nicer than anything that I needed based on the kind of application I would ever be putting it to. Right. You know, it's like it's like a real one that like a woodsman might use and and I have it for like occasionally trimming branches, yeah. you know, with my Christmas tree once a year. Right. Uh but in this particular occasion I was like I'm going to go put this thing to work. Like I'm going to get to like, you know, take a like a full fallen tree and go through and and chop it into like little pieces. I'm going to split all the wood. And it was very polarizing. And I think that that reaction to me had such like a massive impact where it was like I can't do this anymore. Like, this is like not an acceptable, like in order for me to like maintain that like round shape, it's like, I need to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, you know? And so like it, it's not, I mean, you know, it's not like so extreme to the point where th- like, I, I wouldn't still go and like cut down a tree in order to make firewood out of it. That's going to be used for like a very specific purpose, mm-hmm. you know, whatever like, Yeah. I, for what it's worth. I'm never going out and cutting out trees for sport, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, like, I'm not hunting trees for, for the thrill <laughs> of the one. hunt. Right. Um, but, you know, it's it's something that, like, I think that it, 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 like, was a spike of mine that I put out there that I realized that, like, people did not like. And it was enough for me to be like, okay, like, now this is, like, something that, like, you know, I would not share anymore. Like, I, I like it needs to be something that is, like, you know, like I, yeah, like, I wouldn't even want people to know that it's true about, right. like, maybe something that I've done. Like, so right. I, I needed to, like, I need to, like, lop that off. And, um, similarly, you know, I had an occasion, uh, last summer, I believe where I went fishing in Vermont. Right. Did we talk about this? I don't know. We may have. Okay. Anyway, the point is, is that like this, this was like another occasion where like we grew up and I remember like the very first time dad ever took us fishing Yeah. where dad won the child training fishing lottery, like I could not believe how like I I look back on the stand. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. That worked out so well for dad (laughs) Uh, because he had he had a bunch of childhood Hot Wheels cars, which we were super into uh, that he had found. They were called red lines. So like when he was a kid, they they weren't like quite so mass produced that like there might be a limited number of these red lines out in the world. Right. And it was right as eBay was getting popular and he sold a bunch of them online. He was able to go out and use that money to buy us like a new and then with that canoe, he took us fishing on the James River for the first time. And you and I and him, all three in the canoe, we caught like 50 fish that day. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a very successful fishing trip out there on the James. Right. Like, I, I don't know that since that day, I've had a day of fishing that was as successful as the first day we ever went fishing. Right. Like, and we, we had like fished off of like docks and stuff like that before, or like, you know, the point in Vermont or something like yeah. occasions. But I would say that that was like 
to me, that was like my intro to it, where I was like really starting to like build like a rapport with the activity. Right. So anyway, as, as a kid, you know, it was like this activity that we did and it was like, you know, I always like looked forward to it, but it's not like we're avid fishermen either. I usually do it one week of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, certainly I think like, um, like dad grew up doing lots of fishing. Um, they were much closer to the little lake house in Vermont that we go to. So they would spend much of their summer there. Yes. Grew up just near streams and stuff. Yeah. Big yep. part of his childhood. And so, yeah, like, you know, when we were kids, we would go to lots of ponds and stuff and, you know, throw in bobbers and catch sunfish and throw them back or whatever. Lots of fun. And then I think even like our um, graduation, like our fifth grade graduation gift was like to get like a, a non kids rod. It was like a we buy you like a more of a, a real fishing rod. Like yes. that was like the big like present that I think you and me and Tyler got after fifth grade so like you know we could go we could go fishing with dad out of the canoe our, our and, parents were big on like little like the very consistent like little rites of passages like that yeah and i mean i still remember like you know getting getting that fishing rod and then being like okay we're going fishing tomorrow or you know this weekend and dad would like sit down and like show me how to you know tie the knots for the line and you know just good bonding moments and like i still know how to do it i can still remember learning at our childhood kitchen table how, how to, to tie the how to tie a lure on and i still do the same knot right yeah. right to this day yeah yes yes absolutely and, and same here you know i think it's just like one of those things but so anyway this i think it was this past summer or something i posted a picture of like a fish that i caught that i was particularly proud of in at our like little family's like lake cabin in vermont right and i, I like lost on instagram like 400 followers that day you know <laughs> because you posted a picture of a fish or holding a fish holding a fish i guess and and it's like one of those things like where uh i like i didn't know because it was like it, it's just something that has has been a part of our life for so long it's like i didn't know that that would be met with anything like in, in my mind it was almost like like i i do this like one week a year it's like a catch and release type of thing like i'm not you know and, and no doubt, I'm sure it is a very stressful experience for the fish itself to be caught. But sure. It's also a fairly common activity to to go fishing. Right. And I would say I'm using all the other necessary, you know, safety precautions and stuff like that. But the point is, is that like, you know, I felt that. And I, I think that like having this people pleaser mentality and then having it applied to such a like so many different people that might have opinions. And it could have been that like out of however many thousand people you upset like a few hundred of them and they, and it was enough for them to be like, okay, signing off. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't need to, I don't want this type of stuff in my feed. So I'm going to go someplace else. But, but like the impact that that has on me is, is dramatic. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's exactly, those are like big examples of this type of stuff. But I would say throughout my life and in my like adulthood, it's been Watching and learning any type of moment where maybe I was like rubbing somebody the wrong way because of maybe like a like a belief that I held, an activity that I did, uh, over interest in something where it was like it's like ooh no see like by by being by having that spike it's 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 a burr to someone else. Sure, that's actually kind of funny uh -huh. kind of specifically. Yeah, because his name is Burr, Aaron Burr, Aaron Burr. Yeah, yeah. So the burless burr, basically, as it were, or burless Ben is effectively what I was attempting to be. More like Ben the burr. Right? Ben, ben the burr? Yeah. Would that be right? I don't know. Because if you, if you are, if you're, if you are Aaron Burr. Well, I think what but, I'm trying to yeah. say is I'm lacking the, the these spikes, these burrs, okay. so to speak. Um, Because burrs are like th thorns. Are you following? Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I think for a long time, a lot of these things have. It just it sounds like what's happening is you're trying to be non-offensive to anyone in any way, but occasionally running into situations where you're finding that no matter no matter what you do. Some someone somewhere can find a way to be offended by just about anything. I, I think so. Right. Uh, and, and I know that that's not groundbreaking stuff. Right. Like, I know that I'm not like the first person to have realized that the Internet, you know, can be a, a rather polarizing place. Right. Um, but I think I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is almost like the idea for me for a long time of wearing like Mickey Mouse clothing would have been the type of thing where like it what you are doing is is putting that spike out there that might be then interpreted by someone out there in the real world, not just on the internet. It's being mm-hmm. like, oh, he's that kind of person, right? Like that's a, it's like, yeah, he's he's like he's really into like the whole Disney thing, you know, like as if that could be right. like a negative characteristic in someone's eye, which I, maybe it is. Um, but I think as I've gotten older, there there's been a portion of me that's like been a bit more willing to just be like. This is a thing that I like. I think, yeah, and I think the older you get, the more stuff like that can start to like realize. Like when you're a kid, like if if you're just like if it's something as innocuous as wearing a Mickey Mouse T-shirt or something, and being afraid someone's gonna make fun of you for that or consider you a certain kind of person for that, it's like as a kid, it can feel very much like, oh, I might catch flack for this. I shouldn't do it. Right. But as an adult, it's I think much more and much easier to recognize that like. You were you were just wearing a shirt. And if the the greater crime is that someone is making fun of you for it rather than that, you're wearing it. Yes. Yeah, a- absolutely. And just and like that. It says much more about the attacker than the attacky. Right. Right. And and I think that there's like a, a measure of self-worth because there there is probably like a, a twofold thing to it where there's there's some amount of, you know, maybe mild bullying or not mild bullying that could be happening where someone dislikes or has a different opinion of something that you like and they're making you feel bad for liking that thing yeah um well this is i mean this is basically the core of like our whole channel though sure more or less you know like it, at the beginning of every episode of super carlin brothers it says celebrate your fandom and the whole point is that like hopefully we're creating videos and a community where people can like feel safe in that this is a place where people are enthusiastic about whatever they like and aren't going to like meet judgment for liking something like Disney movies, even though they're adults or like Harry Potter or Marvel or whatever it is. Exactly. And it's becoming, you know, considerably more widespread and just accepted that people just love this stuff anyway. Yes. But yes. Um, that's still sort of like the that's that's still the goal of what we're doing. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was 
was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter. It's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, but I, I can tell you, I remember very specifically a, ver- a moment. I'm not even sure if I've talked about it on the pot before. I know I've made a video about it. Okay. Um, yeah, a moment like this uh, from my childhood where the thing I was into as like a, what must've been like five or six year old was uh power Rangers. Yeah. You know, mighty more from power Rangers first, you know, first wave. Right. right super right. awesome. Everyone loved power. Like, you know, everyone in my class loved power Rangers. Every kid I knew it was a phenomenon. Yes. You know, fantastic. And I remember, um, one, the, the mighty Morphin power Rangers movie came out, which is just terrible sure, by the way. Sure. And sure. It's, it has this weird scenario where they have all the same actors from the show, but it is not canon to the show. Like the movie happens. And then in the show, they have a different explanation for how they get the same powers. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this was almost just somebody somewhere being like, hey, what if we make like a feature length movie out of it where we tell a story, but also it has nothing to do with the show. It's just the same people. So, yeah. Like if you watch the show, there'll be a, they, they will get the exact same powers and same Zords, different explanation entirely. That movie, just whatever. That's just for fun. I feel like that we watched it fun. a lot as oh, kids, yeah. though. I mean, I remember finding out about it and thinking this is like I, this is the coolest thing. I remember asking like our parents if we could go see it on opening night, and they were like, "Yes," and then we didn't, and I was like, "Ah, ah." But anyway, our grandparents were in for Thanksgiving, okay, and uh, we went and saw it with them a few weeks after it came out, okay, whatever. And so the day after Thanksgiving was the Christmas parade in uh, our. The town we grew up in. Okay. And I was in the Christmas parade for, you know, our Cub Scout troop or whatever. Sure. And I get to the parade and I'm sitting there talking to my buddy, one of my one of my childhood best friends who I won't like name drop or anything. Sure. But I'm like, oh man, guess what we saw last night? And I'm like telling him all about the movie and like all these cool parts and like all my favorite parts. And he looks, looks at me and is like, Power Rangers are stupid. And I was like, I remember to this day the gears in my brain like grinding to a halt. And like the like mental gymnastics I was having to do to like suddenly adjust to this reality. It was the first time I remember outside social pressure dictating what I liked rather than just my own personal enthusiasm. Right. And it was like the worst because like I did not believe that. Like I was like, that's not true. Like power and you're you were wrong. But I, it was like in that moment, it was like I like my brain immediately understood like. If you were going to continue to be considered cool, you were going to have to adjust to this reality now, like in the next three seconds, you know, and it was like that was impossible. Sure. And I remember just hating, hating that feeling. And that was probably I went through a very similar situation where I was like, I'm just going to hide these spikes or whatever for like a long time. But I would I would say that rather than just like not letting them exist, it would be more like. Um, not imagining like a two-dimensional drawing of a sun, but like a, a sphere. And it was just like, I'm just going to all these spikes grow that on way. the back. Like, Interesting. They will grow and I will like them and I'm privately and I will not let you tell me what I cannot like. But I will also not let you know that I like. I will feel ashamed about it. Sure. Kind of thing. So. So maybe anyway. the moral of the story is to just let your spikes show. Exactly. Your spikes be are spiky. beautiful. Be spiky. Yeah. I like that. There you go. That's a great. Be spiky. It's a great tagline for the old pop. The old pop. <laughs> don't, don't forget, guys. Be spiky. Be spiky. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that is good. It is good. I like it is that. good. I hope, I hope everybody at home is thinking about right now something they're like, 
there is this thing that I really like that I don't let the world know. And it's like, you know what, guys? Hey, be spiky. Be spiky. And I'm proud of you for being spiky. Oh, thank you, Ben. Thank yeah. you, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Way to do it. You've been spiky your whole life. I've been spiky. Well, maybe maybe it's been obvious to you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Probably. <laughs> probably harder to hide, hide your yeah. spikes from the people you've lived with. Yes, probably. But that's okay. That's okay. I love you and your spikes. Oh, thanks, man. No problem. No problem. Okay. Moving on. How about a fun fact about coyotes? Oh, I love coyotes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's a spike of mine. It's a spike of yours. Yeah. What about wild coyotes? Would you be <laughs> like same as the snakes? It would be similar to the snakes. <laughs> if like, I'm <laughs> if I'm being completely Franklin well. with you, uh, it would be similar to the snakes. But I would like to I would like to say I or or feel or believe that my my developed affinity for the coyote yeah. uh would aid their resonance with me mm-hmm. you know as it, as if like me being out there and and them like my internalized love for them like you're manifesting a spiritual relationship with all wild coyotes it, precisely okay precisely yeah, yeah, yeah hit the hit the nail square on the head right okay cool yes yes yes, yes. uh so i'd like to think that they would be like he's one of ours Mm, yeah. that's what they would say that would, that's what they would think yeah yeah, yeah. and it would be good it would yeah. be fine <laughs> okay so what i want to tell you about today is that it turns out and i cannot believe i didn't know this or okay. that anybody has brought it up to me and it's possible someone has there is an nhl team called the coyotes oh is there there is they seem like a non a very non-ice based creature it does indeed yeah it does indeed. Or even winter well, i don't know i guess i could see like an arctic coyote is that a thing uh, well maybe Arctic fox. Arctic feels like foxes a thing. are certainly a thing. Arctic wolf. That feels like a thing. It does. I don't see why there wouldn't be an Arctic coyote. Yeah, an Arctic coyote. There could be. There could be. I like the sound of like a white coyote. A white, like yeah. Just like, you know, being able to blend in At with the, the snow. At the very least, there must be some strain of coyote that is albino. It, it seems. <gasps> the white coyote. <sighs> it, it's out there. Rare. Sacred. Amazing. Probably. But most likely. We'll yeah. see. Anyway. Who knows? Anyway. So the, what was interesting about it, though, because I was like, oh, my gosh, how have I never heard of this team? And it's probably because I don't think they're very good. <laughs> <laughs> the, the NHL coyotes are not so good. Not so, not no. maybe, maybe not the best. What, I, the, how how not good are they? They are the oldest standing NHL team to have never played in the Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, they're one of those teams. They're one of those. They're like oh, the Cleveland no. Browns of. Oh no. Yeah, of of the NHL, which makes me love them all the more. Oh, okay, so that's that's the. Are you typically much? I don't know. Is this like a hidden spike of yours, the NHL? It's not okay. terribly. <laughs> um, I feel like if it was, I probably would have known that there was a team called the Coyotes. This particular team seems like it is a great intersection of many of your interests because there is ice. Yes. There are coyotes. There are coyotes. I mean, I mean, you it's a contact sport. You know, <laughs> which I mean, everybody knows how much I like Ben's, contact ben sports. Ben is all about the. Co- I mean, I don't know. I know you're a fan of like you know football and NFL. I, I am. I am that. I am that. But you know, you like the movie Miracle. Love that movie. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? It's because hockey movies are just on their whole amazing. Yeah. Um. But 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 when I was a kid, I have to tell you that I was quite good at roller hockey. Right. Oh yes. See, there you go. Particularly if it took place in a. uh high school parking lot 
Mm. Yes. 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 That's that. That was where my skills really truly shined. <laughs> ah, the roller hockey league. The roller hockey league from the yeah. local YMCA. Yes. Uh no. This this was actually I I very much loved playing roller hockey as a kid. And yeah. It was like I feel like we watched the Mighty Ducks one day, and I was like, Hey, we have rollerblades somewhere, don't we? Let's go outside and play hockey. And it just like it was like one of those things that just stuck. And like our family did it for like two years. Oh, I feel like yeah. I um I thought it was probably more the show Rocket Power. Could have been that they too. had uh, quad teams. Did or, they have quad teams? I don't teams? know. They had some made up word for whatever hockey league they played in. Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. it could have been that too. They needed they needed Squid to play goalie. It was a one two punch. Is what it was, Jay. Yeah, there was the Mighty Ducks and Rocket Power. At I the mean, same time, how could kids resist? How could you resist strapping on the old blades, the old getting out there and shooting some puck <laughs> as it were. So we had, we had these like hard, uh, roller hockey, uh, like balls instead of pucks because, uh, we were usually playing just like on the street. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we grew I, up on the street, on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Sp- yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but the big thing about it was that, the, like there were just obviously sewer grates or sewer uh, entrances. Easy to lose. Easy. Yes. I feel like constantly it was the case that it was like, well, we lost another one. I feel like we also had these what looked like actual pucks, but that had like ball bearings mm-hmm. on the puck. And to me, it always felt like this is a perfect solution to exactly what you want. And it should, but it, it would never behave at all. Like a regular puck, like it wouldn't just slide it was, nicely on the asphalt, right, or anything. It's like it, it would, was intended to, like, if you were to play roller hockey on on like an air hockey table, yeah, is it would have been like its perfect lo- like you know circumstances. That's what you wanted it to be like. Otherwise, it mostly just got thrown up on its edge and rolled, yes. like a donut. And I I want to say maybe that happens more often than you think than you realize in ice hockey. Like the puck isn't always just flat against the ice. I think that's true. That's I think that's true, but. To 10-year-old me who didn't watch ice hockey or know much about roller hockey, I really wanted that puck to just smoothly glide, fl- glide across in a the way asphalt. that it was simply not capable of doing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But that's true. Whatever. What, what I really remember about the these days is that we had a park near us that actually did have like a like a roller hockey court on yeah. it, which for some reason is not where the YMCA chose to have roller hockey every weekend. It was it was a parking lot with absolutely like no walls or anything. So if you shot the puck and missed the goal, it just like went it was just gone like into the ether of this gigantic parking lot. Yes. Only to have to just skate like an extra hundred yards to go get it. Mm. Um, but I remember one day we were out there and our younger brother, Tyler, uh, was I think he I don't even know if he was like on rollerblades I think he was just like running around on his shoes and I think you went to like block him and he had this like really small kind of like flimsy do you know what I'm talking yeah, about like wooden hockey wooden stick. hockey stick and I think you like came down on top of it and the stick just like exploded it just shattered I mean I was like whoa Jonathan stole the puck and scored a goal that was like brute strength like I had never seen <laughs> like I, I was like that doesn't exist that doesn't really happen no way it was like a baseball bat breaking when it hit the like the ball in baseball or something it was like whoa what happened yeah I, I was like in awe mm. so well you just, know I'm very strong I that's I guess I've told people for years <laughs> like you should have seen the way it splintered people 
It was incredible. And so that's why you got to put the tape on your, you know, your hockey stick. It's not for extra grip. It's to keep it together. To keep it together. That's what we did. We just, we just taped it right on back together. Perfectly good hockey stick again. Exactly. You just taped it back together. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No problemo. (laughs) Oh man. So Arizona Coyotes though, when uh, they're, they're uh, not so good. Not the best. Oh, sorry about that. That's okay. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to, maybe we should check in on their, I don't even know if the NHL season is happening right now or when the NHL season is. I'll start tracking aggressively. We should aggressively track the success of the Arizona Coyotes. I'm into it. Okay. I'm into it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Official okay. hockey team of the popcorn Pop. culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like eight people in Arizona who are like, yes, all right, our team. Oh, coyotes are die. <laughs> I need a jersey and a t-shirt. Mm, you do. It feels like we're going to need some garb. Some garb, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, okay, Jay, so I have a question here because you have a note about an alarm clock battle. Oh, yeah. I'm curious about whether or not you're going to use a superior hockey stick to smash your alarm clock. What What is the deal with your alarm clock battle? Well, I mean, it's, it's probably um, a, a relationship many people have with their alarm clock, I would assume. But is that you hate it? It's that it's not that I hate it it's whether or not i should set it at all <laughs> okay so but how me, would you wake up well naturally oh yeah Ooh. that would be i know i know or by child okay basically that's the other option but so my my old routine once upon a time when i was uh filming the vlog which has been a little dormant as of late sure but i which i desperately want to get back to but anyway my my routine right when we started the vlog was to edit it every Sunday. Okay. Like I would, you know, film the whole week and then we get to Sunday and I would edit it together. Boom. Great. No big deal. That was before kids. Okay. Um, And then even after we had Luke, though, I was still pretty good about that. Uh, Sunday afternoon, this is just what I would do. Okay. I would go do it. No problem. Luke would be in bed. You know, not a big deal. Eventually, however, uh, we started doing the Nuzlocke over on the Supercrawling Gaming channel. Yep. I remember that, too. Yep. Right. And so my way of uh, filming that was to like wake up at six in the morning and I would film it and then I would bring all the files into the office and it would get edited and it would go up. You are a machine. Can I just tell you that? Well, thank you so much. Uh, it's unbelievable. Well, the thing about the Nuzlocke was always because sometimes you would just like sit down and you would film and you'd have an episode. Great. No problem. Other times it'd be like, I have to grind for like three hours or everything's going to die. And those were like, this would take, you know, only have like an hour in the morning or something. So it would take like three or four days to get to the point where you accomplish something that you could put into the next episode. I have to tell you that there is just absolutely nothing that has ever mattered to me so much that I could wake up at 6 a.m. to just be like putting in due diligence type of work. I do, do, do The Nuzlocke's are so fun and I enjoy doing them. But um, anyway, the point is at some point over like week after week, every now and then I would miss an episode of the vlog and it normally operates like two weeks behind anyway. Okay. So, so like Christmas comes out like mid-January. Yeah. So like Christmas comes out like two weeks after Christmas. Okay. So if you fall like one week or two weeks or three weeks behind, all of a sudden you're like a month behind. Sure. In terms of what people are watching. So I started realizing, okay, whenever I finish the Nuzlocke, what I'm going to do is just wake up and I'll just work on whatever the next week of the vlog is until I'm completely caught up. Okay. And that worked and it was great. I think we had a few weeks where several episodes would come out at the time. Okay. Um, and then I was like, you know what? Maybe I should get my Sundays back since I don't have to work on any more gaming stuff and I'm all caught up. I'll just start editing the vlog every morning since I'm already getting up. Okay. 
fantastic. This became the new routine. This was when I was editing it. And it worked out really well all the time. I liked that a lot. And I would set my alarm for 6 a.m. And I think we had to go to the gym at 7. So I had like a very tight window there. We were only like, we only lived like five minutes away from the gym at the time. So I would, I would really plan it out. Like I would wake up. You were getting up at 6 and doing work and then going to the gym and then going to actual work. Yes. Yeah, that's what was happening. Goodness would, gracious, my friend. Like wake, and you just know, like time it out because you have to allow time to get to the gym. So I would wake up and I would put on all my gym gear and I would have set the coffee to, you know, start brewing at six. So the moment I woke up, it was brewing and I'd walk down just get going. I'm in utter admiration. Well, it's not like the good news is it wasn't really operating a deadline. It was just like catch up. So everything was just bonus work, sure, which was sure. great. But then we get to the twins. They arrive. Yeah. And. They totally throw a wrench in my whole waking up early schedule because I'm waking up several times a night. Yeah. And no good. Okay. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't wake up early and work on stuff anymore. Okay. <laughs> like that's just gone. The vlog basically disappeared. The gaming channel largely went dormant as well. Part of that was because of COVID and just being at home and stuff. But we're getting back to the point now where the twins are starting to sleep better, like 12 hours a night, which is fantastic. 12 hours sounds spectacular. Yeah. And I've got this new problem where I'm like, should I try and get back up at that six o'clock hour or even six? Because for a while, what I've been doing is like, I'm going to try and get back into it. I'm going to wake up early and start editing the vlog again. And I'll just wake up at like 630 and I'll just work until someone is awake and I need to go upstairs and help. Can I ask you something? If, If the shoe were on the other foot. If I were doing this, because like for me, I could probably edit from like 12 a.m. to one in the morning. Okay. Like to you, would that seem like just flat out ridiculous? Yes. Okay, good, good, good. That makes me feel better. Okay. Yeah. So we just live on other ends of the spectrum. So that's fine. Okay. I'll just do it at night. You do it in the morning. Okay. What are you going to edit? I don't know. I'll think of something. You'll think of something. I'll, I'll find anything just so I can make it be true. <laughs> just, just, just to stay up later. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Think For a long time, we've been... um with the twins having to stay up at least until 10 to do the dream feed. Okay. Which is like where you just like pick them up out of their crib and feed them milk. They don't even really wake up, but they'll still like drink a whole bottle like, okay. while asleep. And this will get them through the night. It sounds absolutely amazing, by the way. It's it's cool, but it forces you to stay up until at least 10 to do the feeding. And then it's normally like 1030 or something before you're actually like getting to bed. Okay. Or whatever. Normal time to go to bed anyway. But yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I there are definitely times where I wish I could just go to bed earlier, but it gets to like six thirty, and I've been having my alarm go off for like a a while at this time, and it'll go off, and I just won't get up, or I'll just immediately silence it, and I'm like, because because I'm just so tired Shit. from you know raising the kids. <laughs> How and dare you? I know, and I'm like, I so badly want to be able to like get up and work on stuff so I can start getting these other things back into production because I really like doing those things. Right. And I keep just not waking up anyway, but I can't bring myself to like turn the alarm off. But so I'm stuck in this terrible thing where now the alarm is going off and it is waking me up, but I'm too tired to get up. So I'm just like waking (laughs) myself up for no reason with the best of intentions, but I'm not completing those intentions. I feel like you are at, at how old are you? 33? Yeah. I feel like you are at age 33 stumbling into the problem that I first started running into uh, in fifth grade. 
Oh. <laughs> like, like this is, I feel like you feel like you've stumbled into like, what a weird new problem. It's like, this is the problem everyone has. Is it? Like, is this the problem everyone has? Oh my gosh. Yeah. If you were like, well, why don't you just get up earlier? Like, because I'm exhausted mm-hmm. because the alarm goes off and I can't get out of bed. Yeah, That's you're, why. You're staying up until one editing, you know? <laughs> well, apparently in, in this newfound situation, yeah, but otherwise, situation. It, not typically. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I, uh, that I could, but, um, to, to me, this is almost like you, your whole life. I've almost thought it was like a superpower mm-hmm. that like, you've always gotten up early and it was, it's never felt like even like a remote, like problem challenge or like anything to like overcome. It just sort of like happens. Yeah. Yeah. That's not relatable. <laughs> well, I am sorry. No, it's okay. No. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I I think it's it is actually it makes me feel like so good to hear that you're having morning wake up struggles. Well, my question is almost because six thirty was like my I it's not even really enough time. It doesn't even feel like it feels like um, I'm wondering should I like just scale go back go back to like six because that's the other part. It's like waking up at six thirty. It's like even if I get up, it's not going to be that much time. Like okay. is there is there that much opportunity gained? If I back it up back to the original six o'clock hour, now that the dream feed's gone, I could go to bed earlier and I could conceivably have more time to get stuff done. See, right. Or should I just abandon it altogether and just like let myself get the sleep is where I'm at. I feel like you should let yourself get the sleep because yeah. I think that sleep is critically important to, to daily things. Mm-hmm. However, this is this is where I feel like my stance has always been like I always have to go extremely extreme. So I feel like if you were actually asking me, I'd be like, get up at 5 a.m. Just go to five. You go up, get up at five. Well, see, here's the thing. Like six sounds early, but if you go to bed at 10, then six o'clock is eight hours. Sure. You know, so yeah. that's enough. It should be as far enough. as I'm concerned. I yeah. can get up. That's no problem. Right. Shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. And I don't know. The other thing is I very much value alone time. And I think this would qualify as alone time. Like I can like it really helps me recharge to spend time alone. Okay. So I think that's actually like like an incredibly important aspect of it, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we actually ended up talking about this. There there is like an idea called sleep. Hold on, maybe it'll come back to me. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I do know what you're going like revenge, sleep procrastin- revenge procrastination or revenge something. Revenge sleep procrastination. Something like that. Okay. Okay. So the idea is that basically throughout the day you have to like go and be committed to th- like all of these things that maybe are outside of your control, whether that be like going to school, going to your job, having like after school activities or like going to like a babysitter or you know, meetings, like whatever the case may be, it's like you spend so much of your day doing things that are like sort of mandated by the laws of your specific life. Right. Um, and then frequently what happens is, is that you're like tired all day. You woke up tired. You've been tired all day. And then you get home and it's like seven o'clock at night. And all of a sudden you are like wired, Mm -hmm. wide awake. And it's like, it's because your, your mind is like grappling onto these available moments where like you get to be in control of your world. Right. And so what happens is you end up staying up rather late because you're energized because all of a sudden you have this window of time that is like yours Mm -hmm. to have. Um, And then you stay up so late that you end up waking up the next morning, extremely tired and you spend the entire day extremely tired again. Right. Uh, And that's revenge, sleep, procrastination, something like that. There's a term for it. It exists. Yeah. Is it that you, I guess the way I understood this concept was that you you constantly will look at the clock and even be tired and know you should go to sleep, but 
you persist with staying awake because if you go to sleep, your alone time or your like in control time will cease to exist. Well, if that's the case, then it's not my personal experience with it because typically what was happening to me was that I was just not tired. Okay. So I would spend the entire day exhausted, especially in high school. I remembered by my senior year, this would happen to me in such an extreme way that I was like, I remember I had this one English class uh, where my teacher would like finish about 15 minutes early every day. And so yeah. there's always 15 minutes where people could just like work on homework or chat with their friends or whatever. I would put my my head face down on my desk and pass out mm. like and it wasn't like I was sleeping during class like that. Like I wasn't getting in trouble for doing this. Like it was right. it was time that the teacher just deemed use it as a, a brief study hall. Right. I was just, that's how tired I was. Is right. that like, as soon as the lesson was over, it was like conked out. And I mean, I remember the bell would go off sometimes and I would be like drooling on the desk. Like, I had, yeah. I remember kids who would fall asleep like this and I had like such a mixed opinion. Like I sort of, I always like aspired to be able to fall asleep. Sure. Like, wouldn't this be like, man, that'd be an interesting experience. Like, but, I, but like when I saw other people asleep, I'd be like, it's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And it was embarrassing. And, and very frequently, like, you know, I'd pop up and I, I mean, it, as far as I know, about as deep into sleep as I could be. Like, it wasn't like right, I was just below straight the surface. into REM. Yeah. 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 Do you, um, man, that's how I wake up from naps, by the way. Like, I'm not a napper. Just no, I know really that. Yeah. Ever. I take maybe like one nap every couple of years or something. Well, you know, you got to recharge your batteries here. Exactly. And there. Exactly. Um, this it was a couple of weeks ago was my, my, you know, biannual nap. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And so you are basically like a like a smoke alarm. Hmm? It's yeah. like you have to change the battery once every. That's not what it feels like in my house. I feel like I'm changing those alarms all the time. <laughs> Maybe you should take more naps. No, <laughs> that doesn't change the smoke alarm. It feels like they're correlated. It doesn't seem like at all correlated. But <laughs> okay, man, when I wake so. up from a nap, it is like as if I was about to suffocate underwater and I broke the surface. Like I come off the pillow like. <gasps> <laughs> Like, is that is that just me? Do you ever wake up like that? Like no. this doesn't happen to me when I'm just sleeping. But if it's a nap, it'll be like, <gasps> like I am like, oh my god, good thing I made it. Well, I mean, I would say that in English class, that's how I was waking yeah, up. Okay. I, like I think that that is, I think that I was so so tired that, and maybe that's exactly what it is. I mean, raising three kids under three, you, yeah, you probably well, they're not under three anymore. Well, I, a roundabout, yeah. yeah. But um, I I think that. Having all that probably means that you reached a point where it's like your body was like, you are going to sleep now. Mm -hmm. Like that is what is going to happen. Those are the terms. These are the terms. Um, and yeah, so that that's probably the reason is that I bet you just like you went out so hard because your body demanded it. Yeah. Um, that would be my guess. But I'm not a I'm not a sleep psychologist or anything like that either. But so. then why am I why why do I wake up that way? My theory is that my brain is so unaccustomed to naps and so typically against them. That it's like at some point my brain got rested enough to realize I was asleep. Sure. I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, not right now. <laughs> Freak like, not. Like, like, hold on, let me check around. Oh my God, we're asleep. It's in the middle of the day. Wake up. All <laughs> right, right. Something is wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It goes against my instincts. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it's, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know why. I don't know why you would wake up that way other than that the only time that I ever did it was because I was so exhausted that I like was was forced to fall asleep. I see. Um, all that to say, though, is that I think that if you were able to wake up and use that time early in the morning specifically for something that was actively energizing you, I think that 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 would be you overcoming this kind of 
phenomenon where you'd be taking like those evening hours where a lot of people choose to stay up later because it, it means they have that time to themselves. I did this exact thing last night, actually. You did? I did. Yeah. So, because we get to skip the dream feed now, they're just sleeping. Okay. Often we've been go. It's been almost like nine forty-five ish. You know, okay. like fifteen. Yeah. Not much time. But it'd be like, just go go to bed now. Go Amazing. to bed now. Don't have to stay up till ten anymore. Wow. Ha! What, what freedom. What anyway, freedom? last night I'm sitting on the couch and um, Beth was just reading and I was playing um some some Sword and Shield, some nice. Pokemon. Okay. I'm feeling the itch to play some some Mon lately. Sure, sure, sure. As one gets. And Beth had completely fallen asleep, and I was just sort of like, well, this is just complete free time. I don't have to, I can just, I can just play, whatever. And I look at the clock, and I see it's 10, and I'm in the middle of uh, trying to, I was trying to breed a perfect Incineroar, a Pokemon I know you're familiar with. Yeah, it's one of my faves. Yeah, one of your faves. Also, I am, uh, I'm a big fan of it in-game okay, as well. Okay, good, good, good. And I was like, okay, this will be fun. This will be my, pro- this is what I'll do. This will be my project, is I'm going to try and breed perfect Incineroar. If you know anything about Pokemon breeding, it's a lot of just, um... Hatching eggs. Okay. A lot of hatching eggs. It makes me think that maybe this is your version of splitting wood. Uh, it could be. Yeah, it could just be. kind of like methodical. It would have gone so much faster. The problem with this one in particular was that there's only a 10% chance you ever hatch female oh, Littons. Yeah. And I had perfect stats on one parent. And what you're trying to do is get really good breeding partners. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. But the parent that had good stats was male, and there was rare to get a female litten. I know people are like so tuning out right now. They're like, they're like, like well, wow, I don't even wow, like. Wait, wow. what? What mechanic of Pokemon are you talking about? Is this what aggressive techno babble? Aggressive IV breeding to get perfect stats on your Pokemon. Very, very fun. Very repetitive. Uh, but anyway, it was like the way you do it is you know you have to like bicycle around outside the pokemon breeder and they'll just keep giving you eggs okay or whatever and so the way i was doing i was i would get like a batch of five i would go hatch them i would go check them and then make any adjustments i needed to and then go do it again okay and it's just like the whole process maybe takes like seven minutes to do like one full cycle and every time you're like maybe this time maybe the next time so i would finish and i'd be like oh, it's like 10 30 i'll do one i'll do one more okay and then okay. i'd get like one step closer and be like well i'm this much closer now so I'll do one more. May as well just keep going. Suddenly it's like, a, you know, it's like 1150. I'm like, I gotta, I, this is bad. I've, I meant to go to bed like an hour and a half ago. This is not good. So you mean to tell me that you stayed up late enjoying yourself? Well, yeah, I guess How so. How dare you? Not, not, it's like, not a, not like a bad thing that I stayed up late, but this was definitely like a situation where like, I knew I should go to bed, but was Pro, clinging on to the like freedom of this time couldn't even tell you how proud i am of you oh thanks Look i'll you have go. you know that i did hatch a perfect lit this morning i knew it was gonna happen yeah that was the that was the that was, everybody was on the edge of their seat they're like but did it happen did but it did, it, ha- did, we did have it, it happen do we have the incineroar yeah we, well, we, well, have, we have we have perfect, the litten we, of course yeah yeah, yeah, yeah now yeah. i gotta do the ev training you know there was, i had to like breed a specific move onto it as well and there's got you know gotta go get the heavy duty boots so there's still work to do it feels like a really good time to close out today's pod. Maybe it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, thank you as always uh, for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can leave them either in the comment section down below. <clears throat> you can email your thoughts to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. We are over on Reddit. Uh, if you want to pop onto that page there, always lots of good conversation going. Also, lots of people leaving some really quality corny jokes for the Sodes. Oh, they sure are. Very much appreciate that. Also, if you would like to support us over on Patreon, you can do so by going to 
patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Uh, this month we are launching is the last month actually available to hop on to get your very own pop on. Uh, pop on. Yeah. Not good correction. Yeah. Good correction. You're welcome. Uh, to hop on to get your very own Fred the Cup, which is going to be a, a popcorn culture laser engraved uh, 20 ounce Yeti Rambler, I believe is I the name of the, the right cup. word. Yep. Yeah. Um, we also decided as as a special added perk uh, that there will be color options available. At yeah. the very least, we will have the color green, the color blue and one additional color that will be pulled over on our Patreon page. So if you've been on the fence and you're like, I really wanted one, but I wanted it to be a different color, uh, maybe this is that final little nudge that you need. Again, yeah. that is patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Uh, and it helps us determine who the one true host is every week. You can sign up for Buzzy B or Jazzy J. Yeah, or Jazzy or J. Or I'll Jazz- do that one. Or Buzzy or B. Or actually, we also have neither or neither which is uh, what a loser. If, basically the rule is that if if neither host wins, we have to start the episode with just 15 seconds of just silence because nobody's hosting it. And then we just immediately go into a conversation. Just yeah, there you go. So if you guys want to check it out, be sure to do so. Uh, but otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in until next week. Pop pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.